0: It's time for JT the Brick. I love you, JT. You're a very honest person, and you have never shied away from the truth.
1: Here we go again. Do it. Do it. All hands on deck. I'm coming to get you. Bring the energy that I bring. Do something. Get out of the soft zone. I won't waste your time. Your time is valuable to me. I don't hold back on anything. We're doing our job. As I often say, Raider Nation, unite. This would be a good time to pretend you're all in. Man, do I sound Mr. Wonderful and optimistic, huh? JT the Brick. I'm done with. We got to clean it up. Done. Clean it up is over. It's put up or shut up week. There are no rules here. Bobby insists. No rules. That's kind of a hostile work environment for me. Is it too soft? I'm salty. I'm pissed off. But I want to see some violence. The wolves are at the door. This is it. You got me? This is it. Let's stop this. Let's get to work and do your job. And now. Let's go.
2: Here's JT the Brick.
1: Out of the gate, JT on a really busy breaking news day in the Raider Nation. Uh, Brought to you by P.T.'s, the best happy hour in town. We open up the show. They fuel the monologue, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Best happy hour in town, P.T.'s, as we get going today with the breaking news that the head coach, the general manager, the offensive coordinator were relieved of their services late last night, and the Raiders are now going in a different direction. Antonio Pierce will be the interim head coach, Champ Kelly the interim GM, and the Raiders got a football game to play on Sunday against the New York football Giants and we'll get to the Giants later on this week but clearly covering the breaking news I just got off the phone with Mark Davis I just had an extensive conversation with him from my home I was just on Rich Gannon's radio show on NFL radio and a lot of people are blowing up my phone and my priority as it's always been have been the fans of the Raider Nation to tell you what I got tell you what I know and to get this show going forward and get the Raiders back to a winning way. Here's what I know. Uh, The coach and the GM were relieved of their services because the plan failed. The plan just failed. And first off, I want to wish Coach McDaniels, who was great to me, Dave Ziegler, fabulous guy, great guy, Uh, Mick Lombardi, who I know through his dad, and he's a good coach, and they're all going to go somewhere else, and I wish him well. I always take the high road when this happens. I never dance on someone's job when they get let go. Never have, never will. This will be the 14th coach I've worked for in this organization, and they all want to win. They all come here with a plan. The plan was to get this group to win with Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, and unfortunately, it didn't work. It was a plan in place. It was a vetted plan. A lot went into the hiring of not only those two gentlemen, the three gentlemen and the staffs, and bringing them here, and it didn't work. Why it didn't work? We're not going to be able to figure that out in one show. I know there's a lot of Raider fans who are relieved by this, wanted to see a change, and Mark Davis made that change. Why did he make that change? There's a laundry list of reasons why. Mark Davis had to make this decision, which was not an overnight decision, but a lot changed in the last 48 hours or so. Going back to Chicago with the Raiders, had nothing in Chicago in a pivotal game, which could have changed the outcome of this portion of the schedule in the season. The Raiders were dead on arrival in Chicago, did not come to play, didn't play with any energy, and the offense failed, led by Brian Hoyer in that game because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. So that started the ball moving in this direction where the coach's job was in jeopardy. And then the lack of an offensive performance on Monday Night Football in Detroit against the Lions where the defense came to play. Uh, This isn't an elite Super Bowl defense yet led by Max Crosby, but the defense came to play and the offense was dead on arrival. Terms were used as inept, broke, can't fix it, and they're all accurate. The reason why Josh McDaniels is no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders is the failure of an offense to be elite, to be good, to be above average, to be average. This quickly turned out to be one of the worst offenses in all the NFL, and it was an embarrassment to the fans of the Raiders, and it was really a difficult thing to look at inside the building. There was a plan. I give the credit to the plan. I own what I've said on every show. The plan is in place. The Patriot way was brought in to try to take this organization to a level where they haven't been at in 20 years, and the plan did not work. The intentions of the plan were very strong. It was a strong plan built to come on in and fix this and get it going for a long period of time. It did not work. It did not work because the offense slid downhill, and it was just an avalanche of distress. So much so that people, we, we did a two-hour Raiders roundtable today with several Raiders insiders, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, all of our guests, the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz, Amber Theo Harris, Lincoln Kennedy, and we all came to agreement that we were all shocked that this offense played this poorly. And the last couple of days, it's been about Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll own that. When Jimmy Garoppolo came here, he wasn't healthy. They went out and signed a quarterback who was injured, But a quarterback that a lot of people could get behind, good guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, still a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider, and Jimmy looks different. And this system that was supposed to be stronger without Derek Carr with Jimmy Garoppolo failed with Jimmy Garoppolo up until now. Up until now, and we'll see what the future of Jimmy is. But quite simply, this came down to Mark Davis having to make a decision about his players. And I think when you look at Mark, as I just told Rich Gannon on NFL radio, Mark Davis cares about a lot of people, cares about a lot of people. He takes care of a lot of people. And Mark, in this sense, when talking to the players, assessing the room, assessing the team, clearly saw that this team was going in a direction that wouldn't turn around. So he made that decision. It feels like it happened very quickly. It kind of did. I think if Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo was playing and they beat the Bears and they put up a better game against Detroit, I think the coach and the GM might be here today. But what happened in the last 10 to 14 days was a complete embarrassment to the Raider Nation and the fans and the quality of play that the Raiders have been used to for decades. Even when they're not playing well, they're used to a standard. So to see this offense become so inept with so many great players who didn't seem to have the confidence anymore, highly frustrated, one player in Hunter Renfro being parked, and there's more to the Hunter story that'll come out in weeks to come. We don't have enough time today. And the players that are here at least use the players that you got, and those players weren't used correctly. Or maybe the coach just didn't have confidence that the players could be used to the level that he was used to. You know, Josh McDaniels coached at a very high level his entire career with six Super Bowls. He came here and wanted a coach in a different way. He said to me on the radio and on television multiple times, he was different than the coach of the Denver Broncos. And he was. I think he handled the building a little bit differently. He matured over the years. But the bottom line, this is a results-based business, and the offense could not play under this head coach to a level that was serviceable to the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's why he was relieved of his services. If this offense was scoring 30 points a game, if this offense was losing 21, 20, 38, 37, he'd still be here. But what's happened over the last couple of weeks and what Mark Davis saw at the games, at the facility, talking to his players, talking to people inside the organization, he believed he quickly had to make a move to kind of rectify this season, get this season going. There's a lot of football left. And then for Mark to take a deep breath, And go back and try to make a better decision in the future. I do not knock Mark Davis with the decision on Ziggler and McDaniels. I thought it was a smart decision at the time. The goal was to get this to an organization that could win at the level of the organization those gentlemen came from. Mark Davis gave it a shot. He was patient with it. And then when he finally saw this product, especially the last couple of weeks, a change had to be made. It's a business decision and it's the toughest part of my job. Some people say, how do you deal with the fans after a loss? How do you do with JT? It's easy. It's a very easy job. The hardest part of the job is saying goodbye to relationships, some better friendships than others, and change comes around all the time. And I have the same philosophy in life that I learned from my grandfather and my father and mom. Treat everyone with great respect and let them treat you the way they treat you and then make an assessment. So I wish these gentlemen well. They were good to me and my family. I wish them and their families greatness going forward. But the Raiders got to get back now to winning football games. The term the greatness of the Raiders is in their future. That is true. And now Antonio Pierce gets the opportunity to be the interim head coach of the Raiders. I believe that he'll kind of fire this team up. He'll be more fiery. I think that he'll treat the players differently than the head coach. I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, how he's going to change it up, but he needs to change it up. The players need to be more relaxed. The players need to execute better. The players who are playing under tremendous scrutiny and pressure get paid for that, but now they have to play in a more relaxed environment where they can play freer and hopefully make more plays. In regards to the quarterback, uh, most people are leaking the news that Aiden O'Connell will be the starting quarterback, that's fine. I I still think the Raiders can win with Jimmy Garoppolo healthy, but as Rich Gannon told me, he looks like he's seen a ghost. He just looks different, his footwork, everything he's doing, he's not comfortable in the pocket, and there's been a disconnect from the head coach, the former head coach, and the quarterback to run this system and do a better job. So with everything that's happening now, a couple of things. I know what I do, and I know how to do it, I think, better than anybody. I told all the fans... I told all the fans out of respect for months, do not call my show at this platform at this level and scream about firing the coach. That's unacceptable behavior. It will not be tolerated. Today, the door is now open. That's it. I don't know why people had such a difficult time understanding that when you work with the coach and interview him every week and you have a relationship with him like I've had with Norv Turner, Art Shell, Lane Kiffin, Dennis Allen, John Gruden, Bill Callahan, Tom Cable, The list goes on and on. You treat a head coach at an NFL level in the building with respect and dignity. And when that coach is no longer here, you can open it up with a different tone. So for those who are asking all of a sudden, are we going to change? No, this is the way it's always been with me. I've always been the flagship show on the flagship channel of the Raiders. And like we do here now with the great shows we have, we act with a level of respect. And I hope you act accordingly. But I know a lot of Raider fans are relieved. A lot of Raider fans wanted the coach out. A lot of Raider fans wanted change. And Mark Davis made the change because Mark Davis wants the best for this organization. You know, I just hung up with Mark. I spoke with Mark for a while. And his friendship to me and to my wife and my kids means everything. And look, he's my boss. And there's no other guy I'd rather work for. He's a, he's a great human being and he cares about others. These decisions deeply affect him. He, he loves these coaches. He brings them in for the right reasons. You see these press conferences, and he knows when he misses on it, he tries to clean it up, and he tries to get back to making better decisions. And I can take it, take it from me from talking to Mark just a short while ago. He wants to get this right, and he cares about what happens on Sunday. He is focused on Sunday to give his players a better opportunity to win. They had opportunities and many opportunities to win with Josh McDaniels, and they won some games. But the volume of games that they lost on the national stage and some of the decisions that were made on the offense due to lack of execution, the players not coming through or the coach not putting the players in a position to win led to Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels leaving the organization. And wow, I can't say enough good things about Dave Ziegler. From meeting him for a short period of time and for letting him for him letting me into his world just a little bit and to have great interaction with him. Here's a guy I hope to really keep in touch with. He's a good guy. He wanted the Raiders to be great. And this is unfortunate, and I'm sure he'll do well going forward. So that's what I got. Uh we'll talk about this the rest of the week. It's a really important topic. I think it's one of the more important topics in the history of Mark Davis's legacy on how he made this decision on Halloween night and why he made it. And I can tell you this, and I'll tell you more down the road, uh, the Raiders and what happened and what the Raiders could have done and what they could have done on the trade deadline day, look at the watch of the trade deadline and look at where we're at today. And you can see why a couple of people were moved out. And that's a business decision for Mark to talk about when Mark talks about it on one of our platforms. But I have the back of the Raider fans and the Raider Nation. This is a platform for us to come to for knowledge, history, entertainment, but more importantly, winning. And what it's going to take for the Raiders going forward, I don't know. Rich Passaccia did a pretty good job as interim head coach. He wasn't brought back. Antonio Pierce has an opportunity to be a very good interim head coach. I hope that Antonio Pierce has a success that Rich Basaccia had of galvanizing the locker room, bringing it together. I have a lot of people talking to me about other coaches. Who should we hire next? Again, everybody, listen, please, please listen. This is Antonio Pierce's team. Okay, if you walked up to Antonio Pierce in a bar, a restaurant, you wouldn't say, coach, who you think is going to be the next head coach? He's the head coach. So let's table that conversation to see how he does, what he can do with this team, so then in the offseason he has a puncher's chance to retaining this job And maybe building a staff on his own. And I think that's the right way to run this show. At least the way I'm going to run my show. For everybody else, as we get ready for the Giants, we need a big game. We need a big game. And we need a big game because the Raider fans deserve a good game. I'm a season ticket holder. I know how much these tickets cost. I know what the game days like. You get the best entertainment in the world. You have a nightclub in one of the end zones. You can eat off the floors. The best suites in the world. The home of the Super Bowl this year. We all know that. Got to win this game. I told you when the season started, I had the Raiders at 5-5. Five and five. This is 5-5 five and five or bust. The, the New York Giants are coming in, and they could give a crap what's going on in the Raiders facility today. Wink Martindale, a former Raider coach, along with, I think, a very good coach, the the coach of the year, the reigning coach of the year, Brian Dayball, is going to get Daniel Jones back most likely and Saquon Barkley, who is a beast on the ground. They are not coming here on a vacation to see Vegas and go to Circus Circus, get a steak, and try to get into a nightclub. They are coming here to kick the Raiders' ass in their first ever game played at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders will have to be at their best to beat a team, In the New York Giants that suffered their worst two losses in franchise history. Let me expound on that. In the history of the Giants, they have eight world championships, eight, four Super Bowls with the likes of Phil Simms, Haas, Jeff Hostetler, and two with the great Eli Manning, who beat Tom Brady twice. And then they have four NFL championships with great names such as Frank Gifford. This is an eight-time world championship franchise. They care about football. And they're going to make a lot of changes at the end of the year, too. Their fans haven't been here, and their fans are coming out like an army to see the first game, and the Jet fans are coming after them. It's imperative that the Raiders' offense uses this move by Mark Davis as a wake-up call to light a fire under the quarterback, under the play caller, Scott Turner, son of Norv, whoever is going to be involved in the game plan to play explosive and to use the talent that hasn't been used on this field. For whatever reason, the talent hasn't been used correctly. Most will want to blame it on the coach. Some should blame it on the quarterback. Others should tip their cap to the other team for the double teams in their scheme. But all that's got to change, and it's changing right now. I was in the building very early this morning. Uh, People are not smiling and happy that anyone got fired. This is an organization and a family. Now the family must react to this quickly and get ready to put on a show on Sunday. I'm confident that the Raiders will be able to do that. 702-365-9200 is the number. You know, over the last couple of years, you know, I stay in my lane, but John Gruden was with me on a Tuesday. I came back next Tuesday in the studio. It was Rich Passaccia. I just interviewed. I was the last guy to talk to Josh McDaniels. I hope I get the opportunity to talk to Antonio Pierce. And no one likes a lot of change. The goal is not for change. The goal is to get it right. And from talking to Mark Davis today, he will take his time. He will watch how this team reacts. He will hope that the players step up. And one thing he did tell me on the record, he met with the team today, and he sat down and talked to Antonio Pierce. And the way that Antonio Pierce represented the Raiders and talked to this team was a clear sign to Mark Davis that he has the right guy on an interim level to get the season back on track. Let's hope that the new coach can do this. Let's get behind the new coach, and hopefully he gets it right. We'll start off with Nick in San Jose. Nick, start us off. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, JT. Always appreciate your voice and your passion and your keen intellect. And I'm so glad that we're done talking about the Patriot Way uh, West and the plan. And I agree. It's no point in rehashing. We saw what we saw. Talking about Coach Pierce. Uh, We need a coach that can get the team to protect the quarterback. I live in the Bay Area. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, obviously, and he has happy feet, as Rich Gannon said, one of our great quarterbacks like Sabler and Plunkett,
3: because he doesn't
0: have time also. So we have to do a better job on the offensive line. And conversely, we need someone besides the beast, that is Max Crosby, to get to the quarterback. So hopefully Coach Pierce can get the line to protect Aiden O'Connell and to get to the quarterback starting this weekend. Now, also, you know, uh, I don't, you know, want to bash the culture at all, but I think we need someone that can infuse a winning in the culture. And someone that has had success at a small college, a mid-level college, a major college, and took the Niners from six wins
3: and 13 wins
0: was Harbaugh. And I know we don't want to discuss that now, but mm-hmm. I just hope Mark Davis makes the right choice. That's all i got to say. I'm rooting for Coach Pierce. We have to get to 5-5 five and five because we're going to lose at Miami, and who knows what happens against Kansas City. i love your thoughts on all that. Thank you. Yeah,
1: again, uh, I'm not saying we're going to lose any game. We're going to lose at Miami. As I said, the same thing going into Detroit with the Raiders, if the offense would have showed up. If the offense would have showed any life, the Raiders could have won that game. They could have looked at the score. They just couldn't move the ball offensively. I don't believe that teams that the Raiders were better than two years ago, which are better than the Raiders now, I don't believe they're unbeatable. Kansas City's a different story. The Niners, after what they just did yesterday, all that. There's teams that are on an elite level. I I don't throw in the towel. I'll never throw in the towel on a Raider game as it's played three weeks from now. But to beat the Giants, I think the coach has got an advantage here. Look, remember what happened last year when a guy by the name of Jeff Saturday came in from Indianapolis in his first ever game as interim coach and beat the Raiders. You know why he beat the Raiders? Because he had the team believing coming out of the tunnel led by Matt Ryan that they could win the game. The level was intense. There was great body language. They called a good game, and they embarrassed the Raiders. If you look at the embarrassing losses that the Raiders have had, that would be the 20-point comeback by Kyler Murray – the comeback by Jacksonville, the five losses where the Raiders had double-digit second-hand half leads. We talked about that last year. Josh McDaniels came in this year with a clean slate. The Chicago game was the reason why the coach and the GM are not here anymore. I'm led to believe that isn't a quote from the owner, but I was on that road trip, and that road trip was doing fine. And everybody got there on time, and everyone's in a good mood. And I love the GM. I talked to the GM. Everything was fine. And the Raiders came out uninspired, they didn't come out with a lot of energy, and the offensive game plan was ripped apart by a defensive head coach on the other side. What happened and why Coach McDaniels, a good man, lost his job is because the offense got stagnant, and then once it got stagnant, it regressed violently very quickly and it was completely exposed. And defensive coordinators and defensive coaches knew the game plan of this offensive unit before the game began. They knew their tendencies, their down and distance, when they would go for it, when they wouldn't go for it on fourth down, everything the opponent knew, and they used it to beat the Raiders. That can't happen anymore, especially from an accomplished coach. If you're another accomplished coach and you come in here, you got to prove that the offense is going to get better. Not that the offense is going to remain the same. And looking back, there's been a lot of big decisions that were made from the owner, the GM, the head coach, some decisions by the players that now everybody's accountable to it. Again, just spoke to the owner. The only guy who spoke to the head coach, he was pretty accountable in all my one-on-ones with him. But the one thing Coach McDaniels always said, it was about execution. And I think that was part of his way of saying, look, I think I got this thing done. I think I got it right, but they're not executing it. He didn't put it on his players, but you can tell there was a disconnect when it came off the practice field, it got on the plane, it got to the hotel, it got to warmups, and the offense was dead on arrival. And a lot of that blame has to go to Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that I fought for on this show from day one. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. And it doesn't look like Jimmy has a bright future here unless something quickly, with the coach leaving, gives him the ability to play at a higher level. And Jimmy Garoppolo now is probably going to have to fight for his job. And I never expected those words to come out of my mouth. So this is a unique time, but I've been here before. I've been here with good men and good coaches being let go, and I, I follow the same format. Let's wish him well, let's show some respect, and let's move on to football and do that. And let's, go, let's move on to football and have an experience where if you're a fan and you are not in a good mood, hopefully this gets you in a right mood. Hopefully this alerts you not to sell your tickets to opposing fans. Hopefully this alerts you to get back into being where you wanted to be with the Raiders, as a Raider fan because the social media has been brutal. It was brutal on the coach. It was absolutely brutal on the coach. Uh, he didn't deserve a lot of the personal attacks. He deserved the criticism, and now that's behind us all, and hopefully we can all move on together. Jesse is in Oakland, listening on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, Jesse.
4: Hello, JT. I have been a fan of you and the team for years. Um, Last night I was getting ready for bed, and um, I was listening to Raider Man. I was listening to the Raiders oath, and five minutes afterwards, Uh, My friend texted me that Josh McDaniels was fired and the GM. The GM was surprising to me because I actually liked Ziegler. Mm. I thought the Devontae Adams move was really good. I was hoping that it would be like lead to more than it has, Mm -hmm. but I thought that was a good move by him. I just grew frustrated at times with the coach, but I wanted to give it a chance because I am a Raider fan and I don't want this team to fail.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I want to go back to the playoffs and win it, win for once because my entire life, they, the Raiders have not done anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so I'm just, I have missed, mixed emotions on this because it's like, this is now the third time where we have an interim head coach with the team. Mm-hmm. I liked Rich Pasaccia. I think he should have been the head coach of this team instead of McDaniel's. But
1: okay, and I right, let me jump in, my friend. I got to get going. I appreciate what you had to say. Thank you very much. I got to keep it moving here. Uh, what, you know, you, a lot of people said they liked the GM more than the head coach. A lot of fans never gave this coach a chance. Never gave him a chance, and that was hard for me to deal with in the position I'm in. I give everybody a chance, anybody a chance. A lot of fans never gave this guy a chance, and they never met him. They never gave him a chance, and the coach did not deserve to keep his job. He was let go because of the offense and the failure of the team, but a lot of people did not give this coach one day. They were against him from day one. It made it very toxic for a lot of people, mostly on social media, a little bit on radio, a little bit on game day, but that is behind us now. And again, we want the Raiders to benefit going forward, and maybe they can. Uh, Big announcement, Friday. I'm hosting this show, and it's coming up quickly from noon to 2, La Casa Cigars. Tivoli Village, it's unbelievable. Beautiful venue. Look at this weather. Come have a Modelo with me. Come have a Woodson bourbon whiskey. If you love a cigar, have a cigar. I think a lot of Raider fans, when I put this out about a week ago, I said, Oh, my God, a lot of fans are in misery. Have a drink. Have a cigar with me. I think there's a lot of Raider fans inspired today. Come meet me Friday, noon to two, Tivoli Village, real easy to find, La Casa Cigars. I'll have a cigar with you, which my wife says only one a week, and it's a couple more. And we'll have a couple of beverages, and we'll get you ready for the Raiders hosting the Giants. JT, back with you, and look, with Josh Jacobs and all the other players who were frustrated, I think that's the reason why there was a change made with the head coach, the GM, and the offensive coordinator. JT, welcome back. As we continue with our breaking news coverage, as the GM head coach and the offensive coordinator were released last night late, and there's a new group taking control of the team. Antonio Pierce will speak at 1 o'clock. We will go to that live on the flagship of the Raiders. We'll go to that live on the flagship. You'll hear him as it'll be his first uh, comments as the head coach of the silver and black. Uh, I wiped out most of the guests. Other uh, than Vinnie Bonsignor, we'll get to him coming up here momentarily. And then we'll get your idea as fans, what you want to see going forward, what you want to see going forward. I have an understanding what you thought about the head coach and what you thought about the former regime and all that. I have that understanding. Believe me, I look online, I take calls, I host the post-game show after loss. I know that already. So you could you could spend a day or two talking about the mistake that was made, what happened, and why those gentlemen lost their job. And then we can pivot and get back to football and talking about the Giants along the way and what's going to happen there. 702-365-9200. And I'm pretty fascinated by... I, I've been fascinated, and I take ownership of everything I do, everything, and mistakes that I made. I was wrong on Jimmy G so far. Uh, Jimmy G has not been told to leave it. They didn't buy him out of his contract today. And the plan that was in place with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, I liked the plan of what they were going to do from the scouting department to build and have the vision to get the type of players that they wanted. How many times did Dave come on with me and say, faster, more explosive players? And I think he was trying to do that. The reason why there was a regime change today was the ineptness of the offense, and the offense should have never, ever, ever been this bad under this head coach, and shocking that it was. Vinny bonson joins us ahead of the press conference coming up at 1 o'clock. And Vinny, let's go through your timeline, getting the news, understanding that this could happen, and why it happened. How'd you see it?
5: Yeah, I think these last couple of weeks, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really pushed this thing to this limit right now. And push the thing to, to where it is. I think Mark Davis understood or you know, he, he wanted, he, he just hired these guys less than two years ago. Uh, he wanted to give it a fair chance uh, to work. You know, he's been through so many regime changes over the years, um, you know, that he definitely didn't want to go down that path. Uh, but at some point you got to see some hope that it's getting turned around. And I think these last couple of weeks. Uh, drove it home to him that that, that hope, um, it, it, was, there was, there, it wasn't warranted. It was regressing. It was digressing. It was getting worse. You know, I think ultimately what he decided was, you know, how much am I willing to lose here on the faint hope that it's going to get turned around with no guarantee that it is getting turned around. And, in fact, there were some signs recently uh, that maybe this was kind of a hopeless situation. So I think at that point he felt like, and he also listened to the fans, he listened to the alumni, he listened to players. Uh, as well, um, you know, that uh, and, and that pushed him to make the decision. I don't think he wanted to make this decision absolutely coming into this year and trying to give it as much time as he possibly could. But when all help is lost, uh, that's when you have to make a move, and that's exactly what he did.
1: Yeah, Vinny, and I think we saw this up close when we were on the Chicago trip or, you know, you in Detroit that the offense was getting to the point where it was going backwards violently, to the point where it was embarrassing and it looked like it was completely broken. And in hindsight, you know, an offensive head coach who's had so much success uh, shouldn't be in charge of an offense that's failing so miserably that way. And that's unfortunate for, for Coach McDaniels. A good man who wanted to be a head coach again and got a big shot here with the silver and black. And the offense, unfortunately, took him out. And there's a lot of blame to go around. He took a lot of ownership. I don't think the quarterback play was good. The decision to move on from Derek Carr is a decision that will be debated for years to come, but they did go heavy on the offensive side, and you and I talked about that on draft day. Uh, They got a quarterback in the fourth round. They got a wide receiver breakout guy in Trey in the third round. They went out and got Michael Mayer and traded up to get him. Uh, Dave made a big move to get Devontae. It wasn't like there were a lack of explosive pieces here and they weren't utilized correctly.
5: Yeah, and I think uh, part of that goes back to the level of quarterback play, which, uh, frankly, the last couple of weeks um, and really throughout the season when you're talking about Jimmy, was just not up to standard. You know, even just confident quarterback play on Monday night against uh, the Lions, and, and the, the Raiders might win that game. I mean, it was a close game as it is thanks to a defense that gave gave uh, you know them a touchdown, uh, scored a touchdown. Uh, they turned them away in the red zone uh, four or five times that the Lions got down there. That was winning football that the defense played, and the quarterback just let them down. And, and here's the thing. Um, I don't know that anyone could have seen – This sort of regression from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and being honest about the situation, I just feel like uh, he's kind of a broken-down player uh, at this point. I know I was watching him in the locker room on Monday, and he was grimacing with every move that he made. He barely could tie his uh, uh, shoelaces. So it's a guy out there who I think um, is sort of the victim of, or the product, I should say, of all the injuries that he sustained over his career. Uh, And maybe in hindsight, that's something that Dave Ziegler, uh, and Josh McDaniels should have sort of seen better or uh, given um, you, you know more thought that that this could happen because of the injury history of the player. Uh, but it, that's hard to predict. I mean, he was playing pretty decent football as late as mm-hmm. last year. you know and the year before you know the 49ers were on the brink of going to another Super Bowl. and Jimmy wasn't Patrick Mahomes out there, but he was certainly playing winning football as a quarterback. that, that the proof is indisputable in regards to that. but the Jimmy Garoppolo that the Raiders saw this year was not the Jimmy Garoppolo or has not been the Jimmy Garoppolo of the last few years, the years that uh, he was in San Francisco. And I think that ultimately, that decision to bring him in, thinking that they were getting one thing and ultimately got another at the cost that it cost to go get him, uh, I, I think that that uh, was a big part of this decision as well.
1: All right, last one, Vinny, we want you to get to the press conference Antonio Pierce and what he brings. The obvious is energy, linebacker, a Super Bowl champion. We get all that, and I want to give this guy an opportunity to tell us what he's going to do with the quarterback position. But with your reporting and what you just said about seeing Jimmy on Monday night, uh, do you think Aiden O'Connell is the right decision for a spark here to give him the rest of the season, even if Jimmy comes back to play? Last I looked, Jimmy was the franchise quarterback, but he's playing poorly.
5: Yeah, uh, no, I think that uh, absolutely this is the right decision. I would have played him. Uh, against the Chicago Bears, I still am a little bit mystified uh, over that decision to play uh, Brian Hoyer at that point. But it is what it is, and that's the last, the previous regime's, you know, decision making, and and uh, that's something that they're going to have to, you know, uh, eat, you know, for for a while, because uh, I think that contributed to their demise as well. Uh, but I think you put it in the hands of Aiden O'Connell. You got to see if you're the Raiders, what you have in this fourth round pick from Purdue, or what you may not have. Uh, either way, you're going to get valuable information, and simply by playing him. Now, here's the thing, if he, if he runs with it, great. Uh, if he plays poorly and it's just not working, you can always turn back to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, at that point. But I think that at this point um, w- where we are with the Raiders, I think they should give him, that, the Aiden O'Connell, that opportunity to either solidify himself or, or play himself out of consideration for the future quarterback position uh, and, and, and ultimately see what you got and then kind of live with the with, with whatever, whatever happens because I think they're okay with whatever happens. They just need to know what they have in Aiden O'Connell, because there's a big quarterback uh, class, you know, developing in the college ranks right now. I think the Raiders and Champ uh, Kelly, if he's going to be the general Mm -hmm. manager moving forward, uh, needs to have an understanding of of where Mm -hmm. Aiden fits into that picture and whether or not they need to be really aggressive in trying to get a quarterback of the future in this draft.
1: All right, Vinny, look forward to your reporting with Q, the press conference and all that. Thanks for jumping out and giving us a few minutes. Always appreciate you.
5: Thank you, JT. Have a great show. All
1: right, Vinny Bonsignore. Uh, In regards to Champ Kelly, when I was leaving the building today after Raiders Roundtable, I thought that was a good show today. You can find it on YouTube, all of our platforms. They put it on Facebook, Raiders.com. It felt like it was a really big TV show today because everyone was in the studio, and we had a lot of people that were on other platforms coming in to come on with us. And when I was done and leaving the building, I I went and ran into Will Kiss, head of PR, and Champ Kelly as Champ, I gave me four or five minutes, and I was just talking to Champ about, you know, it's very tough when, you, when your bosses get let go. And Champ, who's a really nice guy, I don't know him well, but we're going to get him on here pretty quick. And I asked him, hey, are you coming to the Bolitnikoff event? And if he's going to try to get – the Belitnikov event Friday is going to be unbelievable. I, there's a lot of people that I work with who need to let off some steam. All right, so we got La Casa Cigars, noon to two. If you don't have tickets yet, org. This is going to be one hell of a Bolitnikoff event. I can promise you that. And Champ started to tell me about his kids and his girls and their soccer tournaments. He's got an 11, 10, I think, and seven-year-old, three of them around that age. And I said, wow, you're in the midst of, of kids and sports. And he started laughing. Yeah, he's got a pretty busy schedule. And it reminded me of that. That's You know, i met... You know, Dave Ziegler and his kids and the times I would sit down with Dave on the road or talk to him and, yeah, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to try to catch my kid's game and then come back and work. And these guys have families. They're good men. They have a good life. Uh, Josh McDaniels is going to make a lot of money uh, most likely going forward here, well-deserved for his career, and this is a business decision. And I just hope people don't take it personal and can take all that negative energy that you had individually and put it behind Antonio Pierce because he's going to need it. He's going to need it, and he's going to want to hear from the fans, and he's going to want to have an opportunity to get this done. Chris in West Oakland with reaction from Oakland, the original home of the Raiders. Hi, JT. Uh,
3: you know, you know, I well, when I made my call yesterday, talked about how you know I was tired of dealing with this every year. It seemed like Groundhog Day that it was up to Coach McDaniel's and Garoppolo to figure it out. I had absolutely no, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think 24 hours later we'd be talking about a regime change. And, you know, and, and you said something, too. These guys didn't want to fail. Uh, they, I know they've treated you very well. Um, you know, nobody wants to fail. It didn't work out. And just like I did with Del Rio, um, John Gruden, uh, you know, Rich Passaccia, you know, they do deserve some thanks. It didn't work out. It, it, it made the Patriot way. I talked to so many Raider fans that coming into the season, before the season ever started, said they want him to fail so they fire McDaniels because they can't stand the Patriot way. And that, that to me, is just thinking I'll, I'll never wrap my head around. I was pretty vociferous, JT, that I've never been a believer in the Patriot way. I think there's enough evidence now with every single Patriot um, assistant that's gotten head coaching jobs that have been failures that the Patriot way, for whatever reason, well, we, I think we know the main reason doesn't work. But what did I tell you many times? I wanted nothing more to get on this air in December and say, I was wrong about Coach McDaniels. I was wrong about Ziggler. I was wrong about Jimmy G. And I wasn't, unfortunately. And this isn't a day to celebrate like a lot of Raider fans. Because you know what? When there's a regime change, that means it's failure. That means the organization failed, at least with this particular. Yeah, there's a chance to still save this season. The odds are long. But, but again, that means we're starting over, most likely again. Now, this is different than 2021 when, remember, they started that year three and zero, and Gruden had built that team pretty well. It was a different team with a veteran quarterback. Jimmy G's hurt right now. It seems like um, you know you're turning it over to a rookie. I, I, I don't know that you're going to have the same amount of success as you did at 2021. Maybe there will. You start with beating the Giants on Sunday, and, and you go from there. But, but like I said many times, JT, I, I you know I. I I almost don't know how to explain this other than the fact that you said something curious when you open the opening monologue 25 years with the team now 27, this is your 14th head coach 14. I know Mark Davis is a great guy. I know how much he cares for people. I know some of the stories you've told me off the air that he's done for people that, that, that never gets out there in the press. I know he probably, I, I know he didn't want to fail, with these guys because he wanted this organization to you know, be really good in the, going in the future. But most likely we're going to have to start over again. I, I hope Antonio Pierce gets it done. I hope we're in December, January, we're talking about him like we did Rich Passaccia. We'll see. We've got a, you know, a, a rookie quarterback as opposed to a veteran. I think you're asking a lot with everything that's gone on this season. But we'll see how it goes down the road. But like I said, let me say this. Thanks to McDaniels. Thanks to Dave Ziegler. I know how much they wanted to win, even though it didn't work out. I know behind the scenes what they've done. I know how good they were to you, and I know what good guys you've said they were. So I don't believe in stomping on somebody's grave when they lose their job. This isn't a day to celebrate and be happy. This is a day to hope the Raiders can turn their season around. But more importantly, it's a time that it's a change. to hopefully we can get it right this time. Whoever the new coach and GM is, right now it's Anthony Pierce and uh, Champs. Maybe they get it done. Maybe not. We just have to see going forward. But I don't think this is a great red-letter day in the Raider organization. Anytime you fire a coach seven, eight games into the season, that means something went horribly wrong. It's not a great day to celebrate, but let's hope they can turn it around, beat the Giants Sunday, the Jets the week after that, you get to five and five, and then who knows? Maybe you got a shot at something weird or crazy yep. happening. I don't know, but we'll see how it is going forward. But I got a lot, lot more to say on this subject, JT. I don't want to take up too much yep. more of your time. Thanks for letting us all have this, uh, all, all, all have this platform. And again, Best of luck to McDaniels and Ziggler. I don't know if they go back to New England. I don't know if they go somewhere else. But anybody that's coached your team, I believe, owes you a debt of gratitude, no matter how it worked out, because they wanted to win, even though it didn't work out. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk Thanks, to you later. Thanks, Chris.
1: Yeah, these guys wanted to win badly. Mark wants to win badly. I want to win badly. The players are much more important than me, the coaches are much more important than me. I just want to see the team win. And most importantly, I want to see Raider fans have a great time. I, I try to protect the, the gate of the Raider nation. I I try to hold off all the scoundrels, all the anti-Raiders, all the media that just come and go and cherry-pick and and try to kick this team when they're down. And this is a tough day for the organization. A number of people lost their jobs. That's never a cause for celebration, but I know some fans are happy and they want to go in a different direction, and we'll hear from those fans coming up. We got the press conference at 1 o'clock. We'll tell you what the schedule looks like with Antonio Pierce. Champ's going to get an opportunity, I think, to speak too. Find out if I'm talking to the coach today or tomorrow, and we move on. But th- today we're covering breaking news in the NFL, and we're going to cover it as a flagship station should. Brought to you by Resorts World, where Doghouse Saloon has the great sports book and the unbelievable room to watch football.
3: Out of the shotgun, they take over on the Lions 26 Snap to Garoppolo, back to throw Lobs near corner, Devontae Adams And he gave it right back Picked off Detroit At the 5, coming out to the 10 It's Kirby Joseph
5: And he's tackled there by uh, Hunter Renfro Classic case of where you're forced by some action or words That you want to go to your star receiver He's double covered for a reason it's no surprise. Safety sitting in the whole corner play trail technique.
1: We've seen it all this time. Jimmy Garoppolo had no business throwing this football. Uh, that's Lincoln Kennedy and Jason Horowitz. Both of them joined us on Raiders Roundtable this morning. We went live at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Amber Theo Harris jumped in as well. We had an in-depth conversation with Paul Gutierrez. They're all uh, Paul and Vinny are at the press conference. will be Skyped in and be there. And Antonio Pierce, we're going to take that at 1 o'clock and get behind the new coach here as Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach and Champ Kelly is the interim uh, general manager of the team, Mick Lombardi. Mick Lombardi was let go along with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, and uh, we wish them well, and it's a big moment in Las Vegas Raiders history as they move on. Stoner Dude checking in. Know you wanted to get in? Go ahead. Thanks for calling.
2: You know, JT, I feel somber but yet optimistic. And, and I know there's a lot of heated emotions around the Raider Nation today. For, and actually, you know, a lot of people are celebrating, but at the same time, just like Chris from West Oakland said, man, it means we, the fact that we got to this point sucks. But you know what, JT? You always say at the beginning of all your shows, Raider Nation unite. And I've never seen Raider, Raider Nation United for something to fire a head coach. But you know what? They did. They united over it. And and, and it was really embarrassing to see uh, Mark Davis have to endure being berated out in public like that. And all the things that have happened this past few weeks, aside from the fact that we've been losing miserably. But you know what? I also recall the time, and I think you were in the room, JT, when the infamous uh, overhead projector uh, press conference with Al Davis. Sometimes you just have to own it up and just say, you know what, man? Uh, I, I made a mistake. I made the wrong decision. And then you have to go and you have to go correct it. And I think Mark Davis is doing that right now. I'm thankful for that. Uh, you know what? I'm behind Antonio Pierce 100%. I'd rather venture into the unknown than keep dreading the inevitable. Uh, and we need to get back to the Raider right way. And that's all I got to say today, JT. Have a great one.
1: Yeah, you know, I had a long conversation. Not long, but before the show with Mark Davis. He was kind enough to call me. And fill me in on his decision here, and it's a tough one for Mark. Mark's not celebrating today running around town with his fist in the air. He understands that families moved out here and families are affected, but he wants the team to win, and he he saw the writing on the wall with the problems and what was going on, and he quickly wants to turn it around. He's not going to fix it overnight. Mark will take his time. I think a lot of people know how long it took to vet Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. That wasn't a quick decision that was made overnight. There were consultants within the organization, proud people bought in, brought in with Mark to make that decision. And it was made for the right direction and the right decision. It didn't work. Very easy for me to understand. I screw up five times a day before breakfast. Sometimes in life, you're all in on something. It's a great idea. You do it all for the right reason. I'm a former stockbroker. You buy a stock for the right reason, you think you nailed it. It doesn't work. You get out of it, and you move on to the next one. And unfortunately, the Raiders had to make a big decision last night. We'll all live with it. And when we come back, we'll hear from the interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center.